Hi, I'm Tony Gargan and welcome to the Presenting, Pitching and Public Speaking podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be focusing on your authority as a speaker and the fact that that actually comes from your psychology in speaking. Quite often people have a, a fear around public speaking and that's it's something that's just in your head. So I don't know if you've ever delivered a speech or a presentation and you've had that little voice in your head. Why are you here? Who do you think you are? You're not a public speaker, blah, blah, blah. All those negative things inside your head. I've definitely had that voice in my head before now. But that's impo- the important thing to note here is that it's just in your head. And that comes around our own authority and our feelings of self-worth around the subject matter that we're discussing. So in speaking, there is definitely a psychology around it. Quite often people have a fear of public speaking or, you know, a lack of confidence. And the more you do it, the better you become at it. So if you think of any skill that you've ever learned, something that you initially, you know, you knew nothing about, it's likely that you lack confidence in it before you got comfortable with it. And things that happen can set you back. And it's the same with public speaking or delivering a speech or a presentation. And when I was uh, drawing up information for this podcast episode, it took me back to learning to drive because that's the analogy I use quite often. You know, when you first were learning to drive, when you first got into that car, it is very possible. In fact, it's probable with a lot of people that you were maybe a little bit anxious or a little bit nervous. And that's to be expected when you're, you're doing something brand new. But you take learning from your instructor, you take learning from an expert or a perceived expert within their field, and then you put it into practice. So maybe you've been a little close to the curb at times or, you know, when you're concentrating on changing gear or you stall when you get to the traffic lights, but you continue to learn, you review in a cycle and then the end result is hopefully you pass in your driving tests, you know, so you, you learn it, you practice it and you master it. And the same is said of public speaking. And this can be the case with your authority. And I know quite often when people are brand new, this is something that's asked quite often, well, I'm brand new to public speaking or I've never delivered a speech before. Why would anyone listen to me? And I get that. That's kind of that little authority voice in your head or the little chimp on your shoulder. And if I haven't already mentioned in previous episodes, definitely read The Chimp Paradox. It's a great book for you to read and focus on. And I can say that I've experienced that both in public speaking, but also in the analogy of learning to drive. And it got me thinking about when I was learning to drive. So my parents didn't drive when I was younger. When I was growing up, you know, we relied on public transport, buses and taxis. And that created this big desire in me to learn to drive as soon as possible. And one of my best friends, Susan, learned to drive really, really early on. So as soon as she turned 17, she started getting lessons. She passed on the first attempt. And I thought, right, I want you a driving instructor. So word of mouth marketing, which we've touched upon in building your brand. Um, I asked her who a driving instructor was. She gave me the recommendation and I booked in. And I was so nervous for my first driving lesson. I was worried I'd get it all wrong. I was worried I'd make a fool of myself by stalling or worse still, maybe crash. And my instructor picked me up and he drove me to an area where in Liverpool, lots of learner drivers will practice with their instructors in an area called Sefton Park. And he told me to get out and get in the driver's seat. And I felt sick. I had like nervous excitement though. So I was really excited to learn to drive. And I felt quite sick. Now, I'm not the tallest of people in the world. So when I sat in the driver's seat, I was too low down. So I pumped the seat up as high as it'd go. And I was still too short to see over the steering wheel. So Paul, my instructor, gets out, runs to the boot and he comes back with this quite big cushion. 
and says, well, I keep this for the little ones like you. And I was, I was mortified, absolutely mortified, you know, thinking this isn't a great start. But at least now I could, you know, reach the pedals and see over the steering wheel. So we've done the first lesson, you know, just short distances, stopping and starting, learning the basics. And I, I managed to get through that first lesson without stalling or even worse, crashing into anyone. And it felt like a really productive lesson. Pulled up at the side of the park then for us to swap over and for Paul to drive me home. And I opened the door to get out. But what I hadn't realised was that I'd parked the car right next to a bollard, this concrete bollard. And as I opened the door fully, I basically smacked the door against it, leaving a dent. And I honestly, I wanted the ground to open up and swallow me whole. I was so embarrassed. I couldn't have apologised anymore. I was, you know, apologising so profusely. And Paul just smiled at me and was like, oh, not to worry. People have done far worse in that. And they're definitely going to do so in the future. Now, the reason this come to mind was it's so like the analogy of speaking, because I could have let those things, you know, Greg drive unless and maybe the speech goes really well. And then right at the end, I balls it up completely by opening the door onto a concrete bollard. And maybe you make a mistake in your first speech or you don't end it in the right way. You've got two choices. I could have let that incident set me back, you know, thought, right, that's it for me. I'm mortified. I'm never going to go and learn to drive with him again. And, And it stopped me from doing what I wanted to. But I had a desire to learn to drive. I just had to get over it, get out of my own way. And then with my lessons each time reminding myself, you know, the same routine that you learn when you're learning to drive. And it's a fair while since I learned to drive, so I don't know if the rules are still the same, but mirror signal manoeuvre, it's a repetition, it's a learned, it's a practised form. You know, your hands are 10 to 2 on the wheel. And then I did that and I practised, passed my test. Now that was, I don't know, 15, 17 years ago now. I don't have to think about driving at all now or each of the individual manoeuvres or the mirror signal manoeuvre. I regularly drive, you know, a 300 mile round trip from Liverpool to Peterborough without a thought on how I do it. And the reason I wanted to share this with you is it's so like the analogy of public speaking. When you were a baby or a child, a toddler, whatever, your parents taught you to speak or your teachers or the people in your creche. You had to learn the pronunciation, the meaning, you know, along with the context of the words to use them in. And you had to practice. And undoubtedly, you sometimes made mistakes. But now you speak unconsciously because the more you do it, the better you get at it. And it's the same the older you get and the more that you practice your speeches. You don't write down a speech and learn it word for word in order to hold each and every conversation. You just do it. And generally it's by listening and responding. And the same is the case the more you practice your speaking. So every one of us has that little voice in our head, you know, telling us we can't do it. And I mentioned The Chimp Paradox before, which is a book by Professor Stephen Peters. It explains that little chimp in our head that controlling us, stopping us from succeeding. If you allow that to stop you in public speaking because you have maybe a a lower level of self-worth or you have these authority fears around it, you're never ever going to get to where you want to be. Now, if I'd have let those authority fears, who do I think I am? I can't drive, you know, I've made a mistake already. I've slammed the door open into a bollard. If you're listening, Paul, I'm very sorry. Um, slam the door open into a bollard, you know, oh, I can't do it, this isn't for me. What gives me the right to be able to do it? Because I've practised, because I've learned how to do it, because I've learned from my mistake. It's the same with driving as it is in public speaking. So you will likely make a mistake, you will fluff up, fluff up, as I've just done, fluff up your words, or maybe even not hit the right target audience that you're intending to. But when we focus on authority, first of all, you need to get the psychology right around it. You know, having those 
thoughts in your head of what if it goes really well rather than what if it goes wrong. You know, when you visualise in a speech, instead of the voice in your head saying, you can't do this, you know, people are going to laugh at you, it's a stupid idea. You need to have the voice in your head saying, you need to do this because, and we've touched upon this in previous episodes, because you've got a great message to share, because you've got information to share with people, because people want to hear what you've got to say. And we focused on this in episode four, when we looked at story, conveying your message through story. Quite often people think that they don't have the authority to speak because they're not, you know, an expert who's done this for the last 10, 20, 30 years. Maybe you're not, but maybe you've got a story where you've overcome an obstacle and you've become an expert in that field. And obviously it's important for you to share that message with other people. So when you've got this idea in your head of, you know, authority as a speaker and why would anyone listen to me or that little voice in your head that says, who do I think I am? What if you look at some of the greatest speakers, the greatest orators who weren't necessarily looking for a speaking career? They were just talking about something that they were passionate about. And I've recently been reading Michelle Obama's autobiography. Now, when I think of Michelle Obama... I think of this, you know, stunning lady who inspires millions of people, stood by the side of her husband when he was in one of the most authoritative roles ever known within within America. And yet she has become a public speaker because she's just talking about something that she's passionate about. Even Barack Obama, you know, there's a lot of information around him in Michelle Obama's autobiography, talking about how his focus was never about earning the money or taking the job with the best salary or in the best location. It was helping people who needed him to, something he's passionate about. And if you're talking about something that you're passionate about, you will create an authority around that. So you are the greatest authority on the subject of you. So if I refer back to episode four, if you've not yet listened to it, listen to episode four, where I talk through how to convey your message through story, because you are the best authority on you. No one knows your story as well as you, and you will inspire people when you talk it through. When you're thinking about authority, you need to think of yourself as the expert in that field. You don't need to be the leading authority with decades worth of experience, all these, you know, degrees in different areas to speak around a subject. And in fact, sometimes being so far advanced in comparison to your audience can actually be something that detracts away from you. It can be better for you to be just one step ahead, which we've touched upon in previous episodes. So if you think about it, your target audience are people who are only just starting out in your field or if, you know, you're only one step ahead, you are very relatable to those people. You can still be perceived an expert in your field because there's always going to be someone who's just a step behind you or a few steps behind you looking for a mentor. So you need to position yourself effectively within your field. And in order to do that, we use in our speaker system. So episode two, I focused on an introduction to the 28 step system. There are seven main key components within the speaker system that we use at Unlimited Success. And step two in that system is something that we call earn the honour. And this is all around your authority as a speaker. So in our earn the honour process, and I'm going to ask for you to, if you're making notes, even if you're not making notes right now, to set yourself a little challenge at the end of listening to this episode, which is to draw up your own earn the honour process. So different people call it different things. It's the right to speak, earning the honour, earning the authority, your authority status. Ultimately saying to people, why should you listen to me? 
And the really important thing that you need to focus on in your in the honor section is why you're the authority for them to listen to. And you'll need to use some statements, some facts, some information to share with your audience. So if you imagine uh, you're delivering a speech and your audience is sat in front of you and they're saying, why should I listen to you? Now, if you imagine that, so you've walked onto the stage or, you know, if you're delivering in a, even if it's in a written piece, you'll do your introduction to yourself. People don't care unless they know that you care. I've mentioned that previously. And if you're focusing on why you care and why you want to help those people by sharing your own results, your own information, your own background, and you're in the honor section. Now, this doesn't need to be huge. And obviously the size of your in the honor section will depend upon how long your speech is. So if you're, say, doing an hour-long speech, you're in the honour section, it only really needs to be a few minutes, but it's got to cover some really important key points. And those key points need to be around you and your success. Now, this can be done in lots of different forms. So it could be that you make a statement. So our four-step system for the earn the honour system is as follows. You have a grabber, something to grab the attention of your audience. So you'll you know, make a big claim or you'll get people's buy-in at the start. But step two is the gratitude. You have to thank people for listening to you and share. People don't care unless they know that you care. But step three is the authority point. Why you? Now, this is where you'll share with people your experience or your social proof. And ultimately, you will give them a mini introduction into what your later story will cover. So in episode four, I focused on your story and how Actually, what creates the best rapport and connection is when you share both the highs and lows, your successes, the ebbs and flows within your experience, your life and in your career. Now, you can do a mini version of this in your earn the honour section. So say, for an example, you are a car sales person. Um, maybe you're looking to make some sales with people. Maybe you're delivering to your audience. Your audience members are people in your branches or in your dealerships and maybe you're trying to get them to sell more effectively. You will need to, when you make your introduction, hi, I'm Tony and I'm here to share with you information, hints and tips on how you can be a better salesperson and get more sales over the line to get yourselves more commission. So I've done the little introduction. Thank you so much for being here. So I've done the grabber, introduced them what I'm going to share. Thank you so much for being here today. I know you're all really busy and you could be spending this time going and selling cars, but what I'm going to share with you during the next 45 minutes is how you can be more effective in your sales techniques. So I've created the gratitude and then the authority because people are thinking, well, how are you going to help me? What gives you the right? So then I might say, some experience in there. So I might share my experience. This is all hypothetical, by the way. I'm not a car salesperson. But the reason I'm here to share this with you, and I've been asked along by your managers today, is because in the last six months, I've sold 350 cars. That's in a six-month period. So what you're doing is you're sharing your experience. Imagine people are asking you, well, why you? You've done your information to to set the tone. You've introduced yourself. You said thank you to everyone for being there. Why you? And this can be your experience or your social proof. And this will be a mini version of your story later on. So if you go back to episode four and you focus on your story, what I'd like you to do as a result of this episode is to write down a minimum of three 
key facts or key elements that earn the honour for you. So this is your positioning. It creates a connection with your audience, but it also gives people the proof, you know, the the real life experience that you've had, but giving it in a, a personal method. So when I'm talking and training people around public speaking, I'll introduce myself. So step one, two, three, and four, the grabber, introduce myself. I'm here to share with you how public speaking can change your life. So a big claim. Thank you all for being here. I know you could be spending your time doing absolutely anything. And I'm honoured with the fact that you're sharing today with me at our expert speaker discovery training day. Now you may be thinking, well, why, why Tony? Why should she give the information today? Well, over the last three and a half years, I've been a speaker and trainer for progressive and unlimited success. And during that time, I've helped hundreds, if not thousands of people to create better lifestyles through teaching them the speaker skills that I'm sharing with you today. I've done that through my expert speaker discovery training days, through supporting our expert speaker revolution, and now through my presenting, pitching and public speaking podcast. So there's a bit of a a claim there, a bit of experience. You're sharing your experience in there. I may even go further one step by giving some social proof and explaining as a result of public speaking, I've raised money for my business over three million pounds for my business in property and it's public speaking that's given me those skills. So you're giving some proof, some real results, but some humility in there. Now, the humility comes from saying it's the public speaking skills that have enabled me to reach those goals. So we've talked about social proof and testimonials in the the previous episodes. In episode 17, we focused on social proof and testimonials. Now, if you've got one great case study or you are your own case study, it's a phenomenal way for you to earn the honour because your authority is created by sharing with people why you have the right to be the person delivering that speech, that presentation or writing that information out. So if you imagine in a magazine article, in a blog, you've got your mini introduction to yourself. You want people to think, why should I listen to you? And have that answered almost immediately. So in your public speaking, you might want to identify, even if you've had some negative things and you've overcome them, you're in the honour B. What example do we use quite often? I use um, health and, and well-being. So in your in the honour section, you might say, hi. I'm Tony and I'm one of the UK's leading health and wellness experts. And the reason I'm able to to share that information with you is in the last 12 months, I have helped four clients to lose a combined total of eight stone while eating healthily, no fatty diets, fitting in the exercise around their busy lives. So you've got some social proof in there. So even if it's other people's, you claim in the social proof as your own by being the person, the expert who has helped those people, then you're you're claiming the, the thanks and the positioning back for you. Now, it may be that you're still brand new to your field or your model. So in your earn the honour section, it doesn't have to be this huge and massive claim. So if you remember back to previous episodes where I've shared with you, one of my first speeches was around property and I was sharing with people why they should listen to me. And even though I was brand new to property, I was explaining, I'm pretty new to property, I'm only six months in, but in the last six months, I've bought two properties using none of my own money. So it's just the smaller individual things that create the hook, the seed for people to listen. And by the way, what that also does is it makes people think, okay, I'm intrigued, she's bought two houses in the last six months, I want to know how she's done that. He's helped 
clients to achieve a combined total of eight stone in the last 12 months. I want to know how he's done that. And what you're doing is you're creating a desire for people to listen to the entirety of your speech or read the entirety of your written format of speech. So presentation or blog or vlog or social media post. So you're giving a little bit of information to earn the honor, create your authority and also hook in to get people intrigued to listen later on. So authority in public speaking is all inside your head. So let me just give you a quick recap to that. Psychology around speaking is absolutely imperative. But if you think of anything that you have learned as a new person, so the example I gave was driving a car, you are going to have pitfalls, you're going to stumble, you're going to have things that don't necessarily go your way. You have to get out of your own way. For me, it was that the desire to learn to drive was so much bigger than the fear of making a fool of myself or knowing that really it's not going to kill me. That made me move forward. You need to do the same with your speeches because if you think some of the best orators, the best public speakers weren't necessarily looking for a career in speaking, but they were talking about something that they were passionate about or that they really wanted to achieve. Same can be said of, of learning to drive with me. For you, it may be getting your message out there. For Barack and Michelle Obama, who are the examples I used earlier on, it's about talking about something that they're passionate about, about helping people. You are the greatest authority on the subject of you. So we link back to episode four in your story. So even if you're brand new and you're thinking, well, I don't have authority in this field, sharing your own story, the highs and the lows, how you've overcome the obstacles, this will mean that you are able to connect with your audience and give reference to why they should listen to you. The more information you can give in that authority status in that in the honor section, the better it will be to connect with your audience. So if you can give social proof, if you can give real life examples, and this is only a small, sharp section. So one that is used for me quite often to give you an example, because I am setting you the task of doing your own. So one that was used for me quite often is when I deliver a section on the stage around joint venture finance. And it's just a three point information set that provides the authority for me. Now, this could be you claiming it yourself or somebody else doing it for you when they introduce you. So it could be, hi, this is Tony and I have built my entire portfolio and property using none of my own money. I achieved financial freedom inside of 12 months by building a portfolio of single let and at that point in time, HMO properties. And I've raised in excess of three million pounds of joint venture finance to create that business. They are three authority points that I've shared myself. They are big claims that I can link to later on, but that will hopefully answer the question of people, well, why should I listen to you? Now, the author format that this can be done is somebody else can introduce you. So it could be um, the lady I'm about to introduce to you has, boom, 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 three points. So what I'd like for you to do as an exercise at the end of this, and I'd love for you to share it with me, um, by all means, sending me messages on Facebook or putting it onto to my page, is to let me know that you've achieved your three authority points. What three things are going to help to connect you with your audience and make them believe that you are the authority in your area? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Presenting, Pitching and Public Speaking podcast. And I look forward to seeing you soon.